For a special extra edition of OA on Air, we welcome attorney Ethan Jeffrey of Murphy and King, who specializes in bankruptcy and financial restructuring. Ethan talks with Ann Murphy of O'Neill and Associates about how the coronavirus crisis is affecting the economic climate and the financial solvency of businesses. Welcome to OA on Air. The U.S. economy has been vastly affected by the coronavirus response in every corner of the country and the world. Congress has passed three stimulus packages pumping $2 trillion into the economy and may be ready to pass a fourth package to help businesses from failing. We know that some will fail, some will barely survive, and some may thrive. What should business owners consider when faced with difficult decisions to keep their businesses going? If they must consider the possibility of bankruptcy, how does that work? And when do you plan for that? Today, we're going to find out more about the area of bankruptcy and financial restructuring with Ethan Jeffrey, shareholder at Murphy & King PC, a Boston-based firm that is known for its expertise in helping businesses reorganize. Welcome to OA On Air, Ethan. Thank you, Ann. Well, Ethan, as you know, uh, none of us has ever seen a, situa a situation like this in our lifetimes, and we know that the future is still uncertain as to when and how we'll all get back to normal life, and that goes for businesses, too. Can you explain how you think the current economic situation will affect businesses in general? Yes. So uh, unless you're one of the businesses that uh, is set up to thrive in this type of uh, at uh, this type of economy in this type of circumstance, you know, you every business is going to be affected by being shut down for the better part of two months. Uh, there's no way that you can av avoid it. Uh, you know, so the it is going to be a general economic uh, downturn and impact on the economy that that is going to ripple through. And and you know, the simple. Take a simple example. If if you know you're a company uh, and your revenue is is based on um, product that you sell to your customer and your customers shut down, well, so now your your revenue is, has has uh, gone down and your creditors' revenue is also going down because you can't pay your creditors. So there's this ripple effect that that flows through all of it. Um, and this is new ground for everybody. Uh, this is nobody's been through this before uh, in in our lifetime. So a lot of people are learning on the fly, and and uh, you know you have to keep that in mind that that it's a fluid situation, and that you have to you have to take take it a step at a time, and and be ready to adjust. And that is, I think, the thing with flexibility, fluid fluidity, and we just have to kind of figure out. What's the best way to um, maintain ourselves now and then sort of plan for the future if we can? Well, are there ways to protect a business now regarding how a business is structured to absorb more risk? Yeah, I mean, the, the simplest thing in, is, is to preserve your assets, preserve your cash if you can. Uh, obviously, a lot of businesses have had to take dr you know drastic steps as far as furloughing employees, um, you know, even sometimes laying off employees, and there's there is a difference between furloughing and laying off, which I found out as part of this process. Um, I'd never known that before, but uh, you learn something new every every day. But yeah, the 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 trick is once you have have uh, uh, kind of stabilized, and, and I and I use that that kind of a loose loose that term loosely. Once you've stabilized your business um, after the initial shock, uh, which is being shut down. 
it's preservation of assets and preservation of cash in particular so that you have some uh, the maximum amount of flexibility when the economy restarts to be able to adjust to this period that you've just gone through where you know there was a shock to the economic system a shock to the business system mm-hmm. well you know when, when talking about uh preserving your assets and kind of thinking about what you need to do is there like a simple checklist for businesses to do a basic evaluation of their financial health? I know they have balance sheets and bank statements, but perhaps things like make sure your relationship with your lender is good and all these other things they might want to look at. Yeah. So, so again, this, uh, you know, this is this situation being different than one that anyone's seen before. There are a lot of programs and I'm not going to talk about them. There's plenty of uh, data out there right now about the stimulus uh, loans, the PPP loans, um, you know, the fact that a lot of lenders and landlords are, you know, being very flexible about about uh, deferring payments. Um, and, and, you know, that's partly by necessity on their part, because no one's going to pay them anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, the, 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 the best way, the best thing that you can do is to sit down and plan out what you think your business looks like uh, over the next, um, you know, either quarter or two quarters. I mean, going much beyond that is, is more kind of guesswork. But if you do a simple cash flow uh, and make some assumptions, you may, you may do end up doing multiple cash flows depending on uh, you know, what assumptions you make as to when the economy is gonna restart. But, but by putting numbers down on a piece of paper in a planning way, um, and, and you know, it, it's guesswork in a lot of ways because nobody does know when the economy is going to restart. And it's, it's hard to know how, you know, where things are going to be when it does restart. But that's why if you do a number of different models and look at how, uh, you know, the cash flow works and they should be cash flow numbers because, because ultimately the, the goal here is, is to have enough liquidity and or enough uh, accommodations from your creditors to be able to to make it through to to the point where you know the economy is going to be back to where it used to be uh, you know and and I think a lot of you know there's a lot of guesswork about how long that's going to take even if the economy restarts in in May or June uh you know there's there you know the impact of the economy is I think going to be felt through the balance of this year and probably not uh won't get back to 100% completely normal until the first quarter of next year but that's guesswork too but but right. do do planning, and then you you know having numbers on a piece of paper that you can look at helps to helps you to 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 see where you know what's what's important, um, what you can defer, uh, and and you know how you should structure your business going forward. Well, I know that we obviously know that certain industries or sectors are going to take a bigger hit than others. Uh, are you seeing that as you're just viewing the situation? Hospitality, hotels, restaurant, travel, retail, and even commercial real estate? Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, the, the hospitality industry, and that includes hotels and restaurants and travel and, re, uh, you know, and, and not just them, but all their suppliers. So the food suppliers to the hotels and the restaurants, um, you know, the, you know uh, all, the, all the people who are in that industry or supply that industry are, are having a real, real hard time right now. And retail, um, you know, retail is also having a, a very hard time. And retail was was already uh, somewhat fragile. Um, at least brick and mortar retail has, is somewhat fragile. My guess is that 
you know, the online retail is still doing okay. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but brick and mortar retail is the same thing. You know, nobody's going out to, to, to the stores. Uh, you know, th- those industries are, uh, you, know, diff- much, you know, difficult to deal with in the sense that, that their revenue has just dropped off the map entirely. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost all gone. You know, a, a lot of other businesses, you know, may have seen a cut, but they still have revenue coming in. Um, and I think that, that, you know, one of the things that you need to, if you're in that industry, um, particularly if you're a, you know, a smaller business uh, that doesn't have, uh, you know, a big, uh, you know, big infrastructure and, and have liquidity on hand, which most rest, you know, small restaurants and hotels and, uh, you know, travel companies do not, you know, you have to look at realistically whether, whether it makes sense to restart or whether it makes sense to, um, you know, close that business and start something entirely new. Uh, you know, because the, the, the thing being, being able to look at something objectively, uh, and say, you know, this, this business can't be saved, not through any fault of the business. It's the, it's, mm-hmm. it's the pandemic that we're dealing with, but being able to look at that and make that objective decision is important because the, you don't want as a small business owner, um, to, take your personal assets and pour them into a business that's not going to survive because then you not only lose the business, you lose your personal assets. Mm. Um, so it's, it's again, the, the plan, you know, that's part of the planning too. And, and looking at things realistically to, to, to see what the best business decision is from an objective standpoint. I'm also curious as to the commercial real estate industry because now that many of us are working from home and it is working for a lot of professional services um, industries but i know that there's a different way of doing things when people work together and uh you know uh, sometimes we are more productive sometimes not Uh, i wonder if that sector will change a lot over the next few years yeah i i I suspect it might i'm not you know i don't think you're ever going to see you know offices go away from uh, you know, a central location completely, but, uh, you know, there may be some, and, and, you know, WeWork is, is, uh, I mean, WeWork was, again, was fragile before this all hit, uh, but WeWork was a, was a, was a, uh, you know, something that, that is, is not, is going to have a real tough time surviving, mm-hmm. I think. Um, commercial real estate is, is, a, is a little different of, of when you look at it, because you've got a bank behind it, um, and, you know, banks generally will look at this uh, situation. And I mean, I know a lot of banks, if not, you know, all the major banks and, and a lot of the smaller banks are doing 90 day, um, you know, uh, payment deferments mm-hmm. um, because they realize that, uh, you know, you can't foreclose on all the buildings <laughs> because because there's nobody in them, because at that point, the bank doesn't I mean, the bank then just owns the problem. Building. Right. Um, it would rather, you know, a commercial real estate has has a has a little bit more. I think we'll have a more flexibility in being able to deal with banks um, and do agreements that are, hope, you know, out of court agreements um, to defer payments or to stretch out payments um, because you know it's good business for the bank and it's good business for the commercial real estate market as well. So I I see them as a kind of a different type of animal than than hospitality. Right, right, exactly. With the cash flow and the financing right. and all that, definitely. 
Uh, well, we know you know a lot about chapter 11. When people hear that, they all get nervous and worried. But what does chapter 11 do to protect businesses? And do you think you're going to see a spike in this type of protection soon? I, I think you will see. I think you'll see a lot of people considering it. And I think there will be a spike. I think the it's, it's not going to be so much of a spike as a gradual increase. Um, uh, you know, the, the chapter 11 is a, is a very useful tool for businesses in financial distress, but it's just one of the tools. And it's, and it's frankly, it's, it's the tool of last resort. You only, um, resort to chapter 11 when you've got no other choices. Uh, you know, the, the, what it does, uh, permit you to do is to restructure your debt so that if you have a lender or a creditor, uh, you know, or a group of creditors who are who are not prepared to be flexible about uh, you know extending payment terms or or working out a financial arrangement um, with your company, Chapter 11 gives you the ability to do that over their objection uh, in, in a lot of circumstances. Um, but again, the 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 trick to Chapter 11 is having a business plan that works because if you don't have a business plan that works. The legal side of things isn't isn't going to save the business. If the business doesn't work, the legal can't save it. Um, what what you can do is, again, as a as, as with this planning concept, is to look out and and say, okay, look, I, I realize that say, 60 days from now, I'm going to have a, a big uh, cash crunch because I didn't have any receivables in in half of March and all of all of April and part of May, um, but I do have some liquidity now. Uh, you know, can I structure a plan with my creditors um, so that I can stretch out and, and perhaps take some, get some discounts to keep the business uh, afloat? Um, and if, you know, the step one is to go to the creditors and try to do that out, out, out of court because that's better for everybody, uh, the creditors and the business. But if you can't, and sometimes you can't, you know, you can use Chapter 11 as a tool to save the business. So I think in the long term, uh, do you have any other thoughts on how to prepare for the worst and hope for the best through this? You know, I think the the one of the things that people don't realize about situations like this pandemic or even just a, a company that's in financial distress, just in outside of the pandemic situation, you know, businesses get in financial distress all the time, is that there's, there's a, a, an emotional toll on the people running the business. It's stressful. To be going through this stuff, and it's stressful to be under financial, uh, you know, under a financial burden that you don't have an easy solution for, and and if you can realize that and talk to somebody who's been through it before, it helps to to make it easier. Um, you know, it, it's uh, it's something that a lot of lawyers and business people and accountants don't think about when when you are going through this type of situation, but. We're all human, and uh, you know, being able to recognize uh, the emotional toll that it takes and to try to address it uh, is is an important piece of of being successful in in you know restructuring a business. Well, Ethan, thank you for that. I think that's that's very good advice for everybody, and I thank you for being on our podcast today. Uh, and if anyone wants to reach Ethan, they can go to Murphy and King's website, which is www.murphyking.com. Thanks a lot, Ethan. Thank you, Anne.